Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of November 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we have a ton of stuff that we speak, so let's jump right in. And we'll kick things off like you usually do with some trailers. And I think we got to kick things off with uh, the weirdest trailer of the week, or the biggest slash biggest trailer of the week, which is we got the first trailer for Madam Web, the latest entry in Sony's Spider-Man universe, which is the official name for that for the Venomverse. It's Sony's Spider-Man universe that doesn't have Spider-Man in it, and it will never have Spider-Man in it. But um, yeah, so uh, Dakota Johnson is playing Cassandra Webb, who is you know eventually turns into Madam Web, I guess. I guess at some point she'll get like blind and paralyzed and thrown into another dimension, maybe. <laughs> but right now she's just a she's a NYPD paramedic who has a near death experience. Like she like ends up like almost drowning, but then that gives her like psychic powers and like superpowers, and then she's like. It basically, basically seems like it turns her into like Nicolas Cage from Next, where she can like see the future and change it, possibly. And then there's a, a crazy-looking uh, villain who sort of looks like evil Spider-Man going around and like trying to kill like these this trio of young women. And then they also team up to stop this guy. And then all and, all, and then all the the three uh, all the all three of the uh, women are like they're gonna turn into like you know Sp- Spider Woman, Spider Girl, and Arana, like these like spider spider heroes eventually. I don't know. It's 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 weird. What do you think, Chris? As I guess the team Spider Man aficionado, uh, it, it feels like they packed in the most like super annual issue of like spider people. You know, I forget those comics back in the '90s. That was just like a super annual, like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna cram as much as possible to make that like four dollar issue or or maybe three dollar issue seem worth it. That's what they're doing here. They're dropping so much like lore, but they're condensing it so quickly that again, I'm like, all right, like you don't want to dedicate two movies to explain half of these people, let alone. The the main villain was a like a big like influential like villain to Peter Parker, and they're just eliminating that, and they're just going straight for the um like okay he just has to go after a spider person anyone will do yeah Ezekiel Sims who was if you didn't <laughs> the best line for the trailer which has become a meme which is Ezekiel Sims who Dakota Johnson says. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she like was researching spiders before she died. It's so much like, <laughs> it's so much lore in one sentence. You're like, what? Just just the way she says it and just like just like the like blunt like of course, common knowledge. Like mom my mom was researching spiders in the Amazon before she died. I mean it, I gotta watch that trailer again, but it seemed like did everyone know about her origin before she brought it up because they're like oh i know you you live in my building coincidence and it's like what about that guy? it was like yeah that was ah, it's, you know I mean? it's like it's all all the future spider women have run into uh like dakota johnson yeah. be- previously 
I mean, I don't mind that. It, it does make sense in the spider web connection of like the the threads of fate, whatever that they want to yeah. do through the spider web, and however they expanded on in Spider Man uh, across the Spider Verse and all that to kind of symbolically explain how all these spider characters are connected. Mm-hmm. In the comic version, they were just all different types of spider people that sort of. Um, just happened like they didn't really aware of each other they were just like all right i'm just gonna be a spider person or i'm a spider woman that is a government agent like i was trained and then it just happened to be spider powers just because my attack looks like a web yeah it's psychic Mm -hmm. like jessica drew was like that yeah, who, uh, who's who's in who's in the Spider Verse movies? So that's we're not getting Jessica Drew Sp- Spider Woman. Yeah. We're getting we're, we're getting, getting Julia Carpenter, <laughs> who's played by Sydney Sweeney, and then uh, Maddie Franklin, Spider Girl, is played by Celeste O'Connor, and then Anya Corazon, uh, who's played by Isabella Merced. I think she's normally like a villain. Her character, Arana. Yes. Is that is that who she's playing as? She, yeah, like yeah, Isabella Merced playing is, is playing Arana. I think Which I guess, I, a, I guess it's like a wreck did or some sort of play on that a little bit or something. Yeah, but there was like a female spider person that was like a villain. That's why I was like, this seems very familiar. It's it's it's, it's, like, it's like it's like it's like is like the Spanish word for spider. Right, I, I know that, but I'm yeah. saying I'm surprised they didn't just stick with like like in what they set up. I'm fine with them being uh like Madam Webb like they're they're basically an x-men team because she's the leader and you know mm-hmm. she's sort of like uh she definitely like is in command of these up-and-coming warriors but in the way they present this movie they show too much too quick to show you that all these people are spider people so that's why it would have been an exciting trailer to show her and then the second trailer is showing that like these people are also superheroes too so they're not just like dependent on Dakota uh, Johnson to pretty much do everything. But then Madam Web also has like super power, like super strength because there's a, a part mm. of her which like catches like a car or like some sort of like giant piece of metal, which I don't think was, I, I, I don't, don't think know that's whatever power yeah. set. I, I, it's, I, my Madam Web is old, always an older person. Yep. She always looks like a, a weird version of Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Like a healthier version and like an awesome like throne but i don't mind her being younger i i just mind that like they they just pretty much inserted anything they wanted to just carry a spider-man franchise without spider-man uh again my big thing is that they introduce Ezekiel, who is like a spider god like worshiper mm-hmm. and then you didn't need that. All you needed was someone low stakes to sort of explain how this team gets together. I was fine if they introduced Tarantula. He was a good like, I uh, like a good villain that's sort of a spider person and has his own agenda about being a crime boss. Like, keep it low stakes. They went heavy in the whole idea of like multiverse and I guess like parallel dimension hopping. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna try to like work in more of their like weird multiverse stuff, where yeah. like Vulture is now in the like the 
Spider-Man, Sony Spider-Man universe, and Venom jumped over yeah, to the Venom MCU for a second, there. came back, yeah. Yeah, so and this is, and... is this in this one? I don't like. Is this his own pocket universe? I have no idea. Well, I, the... all I know is it's not MCU. Like I, I know. No, that. yeah. Well, the th- the theory or like people are speculating because um, apparently Adam Scott is playing Ben Parker and Emma Roberts is playing Bay Parker. So people are thinking like, is this going to be like a? Pre- and, and it's also like based on like there's like apparently there's like like a kid playing or someone's playing a, like a PSP on the subway in one of the scenes. So people are like. This is set in like the early two thousands or, or around that era, so people were thinking oh, like that, was, this, that wasn't a kid, that was a grown ass man. Yes, some, yes, uh, yeah, some guys, yeah, some guys play with PSP, um, but that kind of pin, and then people don't have like iPhones or anything, so it's like it's kind of it's people are thinking this might be a prequel, like they're saying this stuff is like a prequel to Spider Man. That so then it's like there might be some sort of like end credits thing or like after, like right before the credits, like because like it looks like cause, like. Like uh, Dakota Johnson is working with like is also, like her fellow paramedic is M. Scott, <laughs> Ben Parker. So like they're like working together, and it's like, oh hey, here's my nephew Peter. <laughs> like, basically, but but he's gonna, like, gonna have like a, a, a dead zone vision. Yeah, that's so. Like, oh. Yeah, someone, someone. I, I saw on Reddit there was a great post like someone like wrote that scene. I'm just like, just like, like, hor- like the the horrible like like terrible writing version of it, where it's like, and then where it's like, then she's like. Oh, he's gonna be amazing! <laughs> oh my like, god! Someone, someone like pitched that as like a line, like the final line of the movie. No. But yeah, I get, I get, I get, I get very big, uh, morbid, morbid energy for this movie. <laughs> like, just I, like, I like, don't feel that way, but I understand where you're coming from. I, I just feel like, yeah. You had Morbius, which was cheesy and limited in scope. Now you threw you're throwing in five superpower people against another spider person that is just evil Spider Man now. But he doesn't have webs. He doesn't yeah. zip line or anything. He's just is fast. Yeah. Well I was I was like, oh this is interesting. This is like Foundless Nation or like Next or something, but like a superhero version. But then when that Amazon line came up, I was like Oh boy. Okay, it's more, it's morbid time now. <laughs> like, and every, the like the Am- like my mom was in the Amazon oh, <laughs> researching oh. spiders line. Like that, when that line came up, like oh okay, it, it, it's morbid time. I wonder during that same time they're gonna like if they were smart and a really like just to like salvage Morbius, they would mention like oh kind of like you know. Doctor Morbius and his bats. I was like, what? Yeah. But like, what? What was he doing in like the early two thousands though? He was still in that hospital in Croatia. Yeah. I don't know. He medical school. <laughs> something. something yeah. Make, 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 making his face blood. Yeah. Just because. Uh, I, Morbius, I couldn't figure out like how old he was either, and then that movie. But let's not keep thinking about Morbius. Yeah, um, and also, and also I, I was just I was like, it just seems like everyone is like really like like no, this doesn't seem like anyone's like passion project. Like Dakota Johnson does not seem like she's like very like. Oh man, I am so I'm so I'm so into Man of Web. Like this seems it just feels like a paycheck. Oh yeah, everyone like all of, the all person only person that's probably excited to be there just because they're shocked they're there is just Adam Scott. <laughs> yeah, probably he has. A limited role because the movie's not about 
Ben Parker. And then, I don't know, I could see him be really good for this one focus role of being in the beginning and the end. Or, screw it, what if Ben Parker just bites the dust halfway through the movie? <laughs> they just, it's like, here's, here's Spider-Man's origin. <laughs> You're like, there it is, the one, yeah. uh, the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home wouldn't want to show you. Yeah. God, poor M. Scott. Like, yeah, you, you could be, you could be like Ben Parker in like a Spider-Man movie, but you're in like Sony's Spider-Man universe and not the MCU. Yeah, I feel like everyone that is in this knows they're not in the main movie timeline. <laughs> it feels they're, like the runner-up. Their agents were like, "Hey, I got you a Marvel movie," and they're like, "Oh shit, a Marvel movie?" It's like, "Yeah, it's Sony. <laughs> it's Madame uh, Web." Uh, uh. Uh, oh, am I in era Spider Man? Okay, is it the animated one? No, 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 no. But that sucks because you don't get any of the lucrative royalties if they use your likeness or anything at any Disney theme park or promotion <laughs> ad or what. You know, it just doesn't have the same power. So people complain that Marvel does ruin like cinema, but I mean, not every movie has to be Marvel. Unfortunately, when you are doing a Marvel thing, you kind of want to be in the the high tier. Maybe be in the Netflix, like the the Disney Plus shows. That's also pretty good. And then this is like, this feels like it's from another country, you know? Like they, they sort of skirted around basic plot ideas, took something that, you know, can't be argued with a lot, and then just threw it together. Because... There is not like a huge Man of Web fan base, no. so the I th- expectations I th- are low. I, th- I think 90, 90s kids like us like remember like the animated series. It's the like, only reason that she has any sort of like cachet. I feel like today. Well, they, like, I think they invented her for the animated series. Right? Maybe I'm yeah. Not wrong I about so. that. I, that sounds that sounds right. I, I feel like Madam Web was introduced after some popularity. I could be wrong. I gotta check, but. It's not hard to check, but yeah, it's it's going to be a potentially a potentially a big year for for the Sony Spider Man universe because we got Madam Web and then we got Craven the Hunter also coming out next year. So we'll have to see how Another both of those do. One. I wonder if they're going to cross over or something. Oh, okay. Just to clarify, no, Madam Web has been around since the '80s, since Amazing Spider Man issue 210. Okay, and she was just a clairvoyant. She mm-hmm. she had some telepath powers and precognitive skill, but it was never to a point where she could ride an ambulance and then tell people when to <laughs> attack. Like it's it's just a supporting role. Well, she wasn't. She was like it, she wasn't even in, in like our reality. She was like she was like in her own dimension, just like you know, like looking at the web of life or whatever it was, and then like guiding people. But like you know, she wasn't like in the action. <laughs> she was she was like the watcher. Yeah, she basically was the Spider-Man's version of a Watcher, because she only yeah. really bugged Spider-People. I mean, Spider-Man for most time, until uh, at some point in the late 2000s, they're like, we need to make a sexier Madam Web. And you know who, who became the second Madam Web? Well, I think it was, it was uh, Julia Carpenter, right? Yeah, Julian Carpenter, because Julian Carpenter didn't have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, does Julian Carpenter have Precognition? Like I, I, I don't think so. 
I don't know. I guess I, we'll, we'll have to find out all the secrets of the, of the web of life and everything when the Madden web comes out in on Valentine's Day next year. So, you know, take your loved ones to, to Madden web. And, you know, speaking of The Watcher and uh, the proper MCU, uh, we also got, we got this week the trailer for Season 2 of What If, the uh, animated multiverse uh, realm of the MCU. And it's going to be another uh, nine episodes of uh, Anthology, although I, they might... I, I don't think that they've explicitly said it's going to have another, another, like, you know, connected storyline like the first season did, but it seems like it might have, like, another, like, kind of connected storyline. Like, it'll be individual episodes, but, like, building to, like, a big, like, kind of, like, connected finale. But uh, this season we're getting uh, an episode that's inspired by uh, Marvel 1602, which is, like, the, you know, the kind of colonial, uh, you know, you know, like, European, like, colonial Victorian era. Kind of, it's not Victorian era. It's, like, even, like, it's, like, like uh I don't, I, I don't know what era it is, but whatever whatever the 1600s era is, it's like you know, so it's like it's like swords and uh, every, it's like kind of not really medieval, but like I guess Renaissance era or like some sort of like older versions of the MCU characters. There's a scene where like Ant Man and Captain America are like are like sword fighting each other, and then like Hulk has like a giant wig on. And then uh, there's going to be a uh, episode. It's like it's like the Ten Rings versus Asgard because there's a scene where like it's like when we was like fighting Odin, and then like a like a Mad Max like race episode where like everyone is like in like this like giant like I don't know, twisted metal <laughs> like race uh, contest or something. I think they're on whatever planet. Uh... Like Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah, the Grandmaster. Like that's like it's like that's his game. That's how like gladiator fights. It's like car combat. It's, it's different. And like and like and like and like more more Avengers are there. Um, there's gonna be a Christmas theme episode where it looks like they're gonna like basically kind of like pay homage to like Die Hard, where Stark Tower gets taken over, and then Happy and uh, Tony, and then also like Darcy's involved, and like some other characters have to, like. Uh, Get back it like get Star Tower back from like, whoever's taking it over, and um like it, there's like an 80s themed episode where it's like this like uh it's Hank Pym and I think Tachaka and some other characters like uh, Bucky like Winter Soldier Bucky but like I guess not brainwashed or like uh, this like uh, 80s Avengers team doing like secret missions. Um, there's gonna be a sequel episode to Cap- the Captain Carter episode from the first season, so like where le- where like the first Captain Carter episode left off, um, there's gonna be an episode picking up from there, and they're also introducing a, uh, a wholly original character to the MCU, like never has never appeared in comics before, so like, a completely original creation, uh, Kahori, who is a uh, female Mohawk warrior who becomes imbued with like the power of the Tesseract. It's gonna be an episode like totally, uh, totally spoken in Mohawk. Mohegan. Well, like the Mohawk, yeah, the Mohawk, like the Mohawk language, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think it's just, like, I think it's just Mohawk. I think it's, like that's really? like this language. Mohegan is Mohawk. Well, I think Mohegans and Mohawks were two different tribes. Well, the Mohegans were like, because like if you watch the last Mohegans, like they they were like at war with the Mohawks. I see. And the Mohawks like wiped them out basically. That's why. All right. So why did they name the casino after Mohegan? <laughs> What's well, that's Mohegan. There's Mohican 
and Mohegan. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I they did not teach that in a lot of American <laughs> schools. And uh, I see the, the Watcher's back. Jeffrey Wright's back as the Watcher, um, and they're actually doing the first episode is going to drop on December twenty second uh, next month, and then. Every day after that, a new episode is going to drop. Is going to drop up leading up to December thirtieth. So nine episodes, nine days in a row, you get, you'll get a new episode of What If over the holidays. And uh, yeah, so definitely, definitely excited to check that out and see what they got uh, going on with the. If there's going to be like you know, what how they're going to build like a some sort of like finale and what 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 interesting MCU moments they're going to twist. And then uh, we also got the first show to speak for Imaginary, which is the upcoming uh, Blumhouse movie. You know, they had uh, their two biggest hits this year were probably Megan and Five Nights at Freddy's. And uh, this is another kind of like childhood object that is uh, coming to life to to kill people or to to, like threatening people. And it's basically uh, so... uh, Yeah, DeWanda Wise from I think she was most recently in uh, Jurassic World. Uh, was what was the last one Fall Kingdom or like the Dominion? Uh, she moves back to her childhood home with her with her family, and then her stepdaughter finds a teddy bear in the basement, and the teddy bear has a evil entity attached to it named Chauncey um, that is like telling like this young girl to like hurt herself or do horrible things, and they're like, oh, it's this imaginary friend, but then it turns out like. Oh, there's no, there's like some sort of like evil spirit or entity or demon attached to this t- teddy bear that uh, we have to figure out how, how to stop. And apparently, apparently, it's like Dewanda Wise's old imaginary friend, and then it's 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 mad because you no, know, she she abandoned them <laughs> or abandoned it, and then now now it's like looking for revenge. Yeah, uh, I don't understand how, like. She didn't recognize the friend. Doesn't is the imaginary friend the same friend she abandoned and kept the same name? Yeah, that's weird. If it was like if if she also had a friend named Chauncey, and it's just like, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got they gotta it's got yeah it's gotta be some some, some sort of other name or something. You can't just you can't just be like, oh yeah, I I also had a friend like imaginary friend named Chauncey that was a teddy bear. That's weird. Anyway, yeah, it, 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 it's very similar when the flashback you see in the scene where it's the same bear and then mm-hmm. her imagination takes over and she doesn't remember that. I, I guess like you can remember, forget childhood things as you get or, old, which yeah, is or, sad. Or they could, but, maybe, they, maybe they get like a repressed memory or something where something horrible happened yeah. and she just like forgot it or tried like they forced her to forget it or something. Essentially, they're going to pull like an insidious where mm-hmm. this childhood monster that's been stalking this girl is going to pass it on to her child. And now this monster is going to be like, okay, well, I couldn't have you. I'll have your kid. But again, I, I see this as like a weird version of Monsters, Inc. <laughs> mm. I saw this. And I was like, uh-oh, when you have an imaginary friend and then it's like hurt yourself. And then what? <laughs> this little girl's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Brand this nail in my hand. <laughs> And um, it's directed by Jeff Wadlow, who has not delivered the best uh, Blumhouse movies. He directed Fantasy Island and Truth or Dare. But I mean, ho- ho- hopefully, I mean, this looks pretty. Uh, this looks pretty creepy and pretty good. So hopefully, like, hopefully, he'll be able to like, uh, you know, kind of deliver a more t- 
top tier Blumhouse movie. Um, it's going to be March 8th next year, so you can get ready for that one. And then finally, we got the first try for the new Garfield movie, uh, which is coming from Sony. And uh, starring Chris Pratt, who was on a mission to apparently to take over every, you know, every famous <laughs> character and just do the voice for them. Um, also, also really going from like, like the most famous Italian in the world or one of the most famous Italians in the world to like one of the most famous like eaters of Italian food in the world. Wait, what? What do you mean? So, I mean, Chris, Chris, Chris Pratt was Mario, you know, one of the most famous oh, Italians, and yeah, now he's Garfield, who's the, who is famous for eating Italian food. Yeah, he's just trying to be a fake cosplay Italian. Well, Garfield's but, not Italian, though. Like, Garfield just, like, I, I know, but he, Italian he, food, yeah. and he, he says things like this, but I, I just can't, I, I can't get over the fact that it is just a softer Chris Pratt voice as Garfield. Well, he's he he's got an accent or something on it. He, he's definitely not. I don't think he's doing any sort of like. He's just like. I mean, in Mario, at least he tried to do like a, put a little bit of like a you know Italian flair on it. This is just like I'm just Chris Pratt. I'm just doing my voice. I don't care. I'm Garfield. Whatever. <laughs> like he's not trying to. Do any, he's not even trying to like get close to like Bill Murray or Lorenzo Music or anything like, like or like any like established Garfield voice. Just like yeah, it's me. It's me, Chris Pratt. I'm Garfield now. Whatever. I like I like I like lasagna. I hate Mondays. <laughs> I, I really hope it's a Garfield movie that it's not about Garfield appreciating Odie. <laughs> that's that's been like so overplayed. Well, the weird—I mean, the, the weird thing is, it's about hit like Garfield's deadbeat dad coming back, Vic, who's voiced by Samuel L. Jackson, and then like We're drags just cool to see a giant cat, Sam Jackson. Yeah, and then drags like Garfield and Odie on some sort of like wacky adventure. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so Chris Pratt's voice Garfield, Samuel Jackson voice Vic, and then we also got uh, Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. We got Ving Rains, we got Nicholas Holt, we got Cecily Strong, uh, Harvey Guillen, Brett Goldstein, Bowen Yang are all co-starring, and then Mark Dindle, who uh, directed The Emperor's New Groove, and also directed Chicken Little and Tickets Dance Dances, directed the movie. And I mean, it, it's I mean, it, animation wise, it looks it looks good i mean animation looks like it's 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 like uh you know that kind of i mean it's not it's not like it's not the crazy sony like spider-verse animation it looks like a typical like cg animation but looks like decently you know decent cg animation like uh, on par with like the mario movie or something i would say it's close to like the first uh like minions movie because it's very bright which which is weird because like sony didn't make the like that was like Illuminations, like that was like a Universal company. So no, I know, but it, it's it's in that vein of trying to appeal to it. I feel like they 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 did something slightly different with their colors to mimic uh, a minion. Yeah, when you look at Garfield, and you look at a minion, very close and and stoutiness. And, and they're definitely they're definitely trying to play off the like the uh, the baby trend because we got baby Garfield this in this the first video of this trailer. Which I'm sure they're hoping is like gonna sell like a million toys or <laughs> be like the big like breakout. Also, did, did this studio? No, okay, Illumination did uh, the Grinch movie, right? Yes, yeah, they they did the Minions, they did Super Mario, they did the Grinch, they like that's okay. and that's a Universal company. 
Sony 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 Animation is uh I mean it's 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 weird cuz like yeah they've been like pushing like you know the bound they've been Spider-Verse and Mitchell's versus the Machines they've been like pushing like the boundaries of like typical animation or like CG animation and now it's just like this is like I mean it's fine but it's like it's, it's kind of just like it's it's like a kind of like generic CG <laughs> animated movie uh, the even... one thing I I'm kind of like against is just how big Garfield's eyes are. Like yeah. sometimes when he's like big eyed, I'm like maybe I'm used to the kind of like laid back smirk, but yeah, it's like something that uh it, it it's sort of like if they did this as the first Garfield movie, this would have been great, right? Before mm-hmm. they did the live action hybrid. And I, I I do appreciate there's like it looks like there's scenes where there's it's, it's gonna be like literally like a comic book like 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 the comic strip where it's like yeah like just like like Garfield like in the in center of frame like looking at the like camera and then like something happens <laughs> yeah they embrace like, like, the comic the memes of Garfield they embrace like the best of from I don't know my generation because Garfield still is like a thing what is some sort of joke. Is- was it, there's some sort of joke with like the like the Macy's Day like the Thanksgiving Day flo- float shows up, so they're like they're like they're, like there's gonna be like weird meta jokes hopefully of like Garfield stuff, which is like appropriate because this is like I'm interested because I I like Garfield things. I'm I've not read a Garfield comic in the last fifteen years, but mm-hmm. like actively like read them. If I catch it on a newspaper or something, I'll read it, but. You know, as a kid, I grew up like collecting the books, so like that's never going to change. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, it's nice that it's back. It's been goddamn like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be uh, May twenty fourth next summer. So uh, if you're a Garfield fan, mark that on your calendar. And then moving on to some other news, uh, we got some potentially big news about the uh, Fantastic Four in the, over in the MCU. So apparently, uh, Pedro Pascal is in talks to play Reed Richards. Uh, no, nowhere close to official, but apparently he has been meeting with Marvel. Uh, it's going in the in, it's going the correct, like correct direction to like get him to sign on to, uh, as far as negotiations, like get get him to be <laughs> Reed Richards. I guess he's trying to work out scheduling and stuff because he's like also got like Gladiator Two and Last of Us Season Two and other Pedro Pascal brought Mandalorian. Uh, uh, all the all the Pedro Pascal stuff is happening. But yeah, what what do you think of uh, Pedro Pascal as Richard Chris? A little different, little uh, the like a odd choice just because you figured they would want to stick with like a either like. Uh, what's the right word to say? Like younger act- actor to groom him to be like in more things because it took mm-hmm. so long for like a Fantastic Four product. Pedro Pascal, I feel like he's gonna be in like one movie and then just start like I don't want to do this anymore. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I had that vibe because he was already that from Mandalorian. He was just like uh, I had to like wear the suit. No, thank you. So I don't know where he stands on that, and it's weird because you can't just hype this up and then knowing that the um, 
that like a lot of the negotiations have been in process just because what do you do with the Fantastic Four like movie? Do you do an origin? Do you kind of drop it in as they just been there for a while? Where have they been for the last few years? You know, like what do you do? Mm-hmm. Do they start with this? Like, do they start with an older Reed Richard who gets hit with cosmic rays and then becomes Mister Fantastic? I think I, I would definitely prefer like just like the Fantasy Four like are just established and maybe they've been like <laughs> I don't know off in space like exploring or something and they're like oh we're back now like yeah maybe I'll ease into it if he made the cameo first then John Krasinski. Well, that, that, I mean, that, that, they just like brush it off as like, oh, that's like the weird like multiverse version of Reed Richards, like right, he's right. like in our dimension, like the proper MCU Reed Richards is Pedro Pascal if he officially signs on. And then he basically just avoided everything from the blip, from the uh, return, and then he he did not want to help at all with the inter- internals, externals, whatever they're called. I thought I read, or maybe it was just like a fan thing, or just like a fan theory. But like, I thought I read like one of the plan, like their their plan was like possibly like they were gonna be like yeah in, a, in like another dimension or like oh like or in, in like deep space exploring, and then and then they come back and it's like oh we've been kind of like oh, you, you know we we were here in like you know the eighties or nineties or whatever, but then we like left and we've been like exploring this exploring space for like twenty years, but now we're back. Just to quickly establish. Because then, because then, then you don't have to like intru- like introduce them, and, like do the whole origin again, and then and then they can be like, oh yeah, they were here, and then they maybe do like flashbacks or something, or like <laughs> whatever whatever decade they were like here before and then left. That's that's not official in any capacity. I was just, I think I, I read that like Reddit or something, but <laughs> uh, you're you're wishing it now. Maybe yeah. Time. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll definitely definitely keep an eye on. Uh, casting hopefully maybe we'll get some more official confirmation soon but def- definitely an interesting choice for Reed Richards we'll t- and then we'll see who, who the rest of the family is I know there's like like people are talking about like uh, Vanessa Kirby for uh, Sue Storm uh, what was she in again she's like she's like the White Widow in uh, Mission Impossible oh that's a big age difference she could do it. I don't, I don't mind. And then and I think um, they were talking about like there was like a the rumor was like a, like like Joe Curie from Stranger Things as uh, Johnny Storm. I can see that. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get some official Marvel confirmation. Although, I mean, they're like Marvel seems like they're like slowing things down and like delaying a bunch of stuff. So like, I think they're like taking a, like they're definitely taking like a we need to take like a year or two off and like figure out what the hell we're doing. Yeah, they need a break. They need to figure yeah. out everything. I bet the SAG award, the SAG problems did not strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we also this week found out that. Uh, Denzel Washington is coming to Netflix. He's going to be uh, starring in a movie based on Hannibal, the uh, Carthaginian general, not the serial killer. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be a, a big historical epic. Uh, Antoine Fuqua is obviously going to uh, direct it because you know they're 
they're a, a big a main duo. And uh, John Logan, who actually wrote Gladiator, so he definitely has like, like lots of experience with you know historical epics, is going to be writing it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be, like it's gonna be kind of based on uh, a particular battle, like a like a like Hannibal, like um, in the Second Punic War, like going against the Roman Empire and like attacking them, Cro- you know, crossing the Alps on on, on an elephant. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I remember years ago, Vin Diesel wanted to play Hannibal. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was one of the things. And also, apparently Denzel has been wanting to do this for years because apparently, uh, like like twenty years ago, he like Fox, like he was pitching this to Fox, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll do it." But then, but then apparently, when they wanted to shoot it, like was not like conducive to like Denzel's schedule, so he was just like, "I I, I got to pass right now." I don't mind. Denzel can. It's know. also it's also crazy too because like because Denzel's gonna be in Gladiator too. <laughs> like Wait, what? Like he like he's 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 a co-star in Gladiator too. So he's already gonna be in like a, a, a big historical it's epic, and then he's gonna have, but then, he, then he's gonna have another one that he's starring in. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just I'm curious how much money Netflix is going to throw at this one because like like all the streamers are like really like buckling down of like we need to we, like we're losing yeah, money <laughs> yeah everything. like I, I wonder what, what kind of budget I mean I guess if it's like Denzel they would probably just throw as much money as they need to like get him to be on, like exclusively on Netflix for something but I feel like you need like a hundred million two hundred million dollars at least for like this like That's like a, a big a big huge like el- elephants crossing the Alps. Massive battles, like but uh yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess like Gladiator Two is gonna like start production, I guess I think I think like next week they're gonna restart production and get that going. And then so this will be definitely after that. So this is probably quite a quite a ways off, but we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on uh what goes on with this Hannibal movie. Actually speaking of Netflix, uh they and speaking of them, like cutting costs, uh, they actually canceled a bunch of shows this past week. So they canceled five shows: um, uh, Shadow and Bone, which is the big one. I know a lot, there was like there's like a ton of fans of that show. Um, it, I don't I don't know if season two ended on a cliffhanger or not. Which if, if season two ended on a cliffhanger, that would suck. But um, it, it it is canceled, and then um, Agent Elvis is canceled. Uh, Fart. Farzar, which is another animated show, uh, Captain Fall, which is another animated show, and then Glamorous, which is like a Kim Cattrall drama show. So all, all five of those are uh, officially canceled over at Netflix, and all all of them except Shadow and Bone were in their first season. So it was like all, all of them had like one season. Then Netflix was like, nope, we're not gonna <laughs> continue these. And I, and I guess Shadow and Bone, um, season one, it was like a huge hit, and then. Uh, Season two, like, definitely dropped off as far as like the like viewership. Like it was, it it never hit number one as far as like the like Netflix most watched um, metrics, and it kind of like, it kind of dropped off like out of the top ten like way quicker than uh, season one. And it's also, I think it's also like like pretty. It was like a pretty expensive show just because it's like a big like fantasy you know fantasy dr- fantasy drama. So. The fact that it kind of like it like dropped off quite a bit, I think, it was part of like the like uh, reason for Netflix to cancel it. And also, like, it was there was going to be a, a big delay from like because of the writer strike and the SAG strikes. 
they were, it was going to be like probably like, like probably like a year or two before it was even really like be back and ready for season three. So they kind of just like cut their losses <laughs> now. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just a budget thing, and then I guess people weren't really into it. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think the main thing was like because they, you know, they they have like the top ten, they have the top ten list of like most watched stuff on Netflix. They're, like Netflix is like the one streamer that really like like you can like go and like see like you know streaming data and like see what they're like the like the, what the most watched shows are like around the world and all that stuff. And yeah, apparently, apparently, like Shadow and Bone season two was definitely not up up to, up to the same level as the first season. But uh, they are, um, speak, but they are adding a, a new show, which we found out last week during uh, the Netflix Geek Week. Uh, we're getting a Terminator anime series on Netflix, which is it was, it was, it was, it was a teaser. It was like a text only teaser, but apparently it's going to take. It's like it's taking place like two days before Judgment Day, like the T two or. Like, like, yeah, like August 30th, 1997. It's like, you know, the, 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 the date of Judgment Day that in the Terminator universe. Or I guess, is that the, like, Terminator 2 date, Judgment Day date? Or is that the, like, Terminator 3 delayed Judgment Day date? <laughs> like, I think, I think our series is like the, like the, like Terminator 2, like, a, like the original Judgment Day date. But, yeah, apparently it's some sort of anime show. It's going to take place before, two days before that. And I guess involving... Some a new Terminator showing up or something involving Terminators. Uh, we have pretty much no information about it. It's just uh, Skydance, who like owns the rights to Terminator, is like a, is like a, on board, so it's an official full Terminator series. We, they can they can bring it, you know, bring in Terminators like the T one T one thousands, T eight hundreds, whatever they want to bring in. I guess. I no word of like Arnold's gonna be involved. I would I would be highly. I don't think you have to. I, 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 mean, I mean, he is the he is their head of action. So I mean, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a cameo or something. Just do a like a Marvel What If, where they just make a CGI version of himself, like a cartoon. I mean, if it's if it's animated, I mean, he just has to do the voice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I'm just surprised that they're finally doing a Terminator cartoon because the thing is. There are other comics and games that explore other characters that not necessarily have to be the John Connor family line. And I think oh, those so, do pretty well. Yeah. So there is there apparently there was like an official like synopsis. Um, so apparently there's a so a new soldier gets sent back in time, um, and there's a scientist named Malcolm Lee who's working on like a rival AI to Sky Skynet that I guess like could like threaten Skynet's like dominance or something. What? So, so, Wouldn't so, Skynet just merge with that? Yeah, but yeah. So apparently, apparently, like one of these, a future soldier is sent back, and she has to like protect the scientists from what, like, from like because his work is like is going to threaten or like has like sort of impact on the future. Isn't that literally what the other Terminator movie was? Which Genesis or yeah, no, no, no. Well, the, I mean, well Sky. Genesis was Skynet became Genesis, so that was like it's like oh this is just Skynet Skynet like rebranded like not Genesis it was the other one dark uh, dark, dark fate. fate yeah they literally sent someone from the future back to protect the next resistant leader 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it says, uh, so a future soldier sent back in time to change the fate of humanity. She rises in 1997 to protect a scientist named Malcolm Lee, who works to launch a new AI system designed to compete with Skynet's impending attack on humanity. So, so I guess they're like they're, they're making an AI to like stop Skynet from launching its attack or something. Like a new AI that can counter that AI, which is yeah. fine. That's smart because mm-hmm. you know don't send a kid to fight a robot, <laughs> yeah. but fight like find a AI. Is this like Pro GPT, like Chat GPT? <laughs> like, yeah, that's the secret propaganda to this movie. Yeah, so, so so we don't know we don't know much. Hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll get some uh, actual footage of it soon. This, uh, but there is a, at some point in the near future we're getting a Terminator show on Netflix to join all the other kind of big adult anime series they've been pushing out. And then uh, last bit of news is that we got uh, a season five renewal for Harley Quinn over at Max. So um, there's more Harley Quinn coming in the near future. Uh, including the uh, spin-off Kite Man Hell Yeah is coming next year. Are you have, have you have you have you are you caught up with Harry Quinn, Chris? Or I think I'm like one or two more episodes away from finishing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently apparently it's, it's like one of the one of the biggest like you know max like hits. Um and uh you know one of the one of their few successes, I guess, or like one of the something that's like like a safe like t- totally safe from uh all the all the craziness happening at Max and you know canceling completed movies and canceling shows and <laughs> but yeah they're burning everything else around it but they're protecting yeah. the ones that make it like money right now yeah it's also it's like Harley wow. Quinn like Harley Quinn survived like the the OG like DC Universe app that was before Max even existed and now it's you know thriving on Max so. Until whatever that guy who's running uh, <laughs> David Zaslav, yeah, yeah, just crashes mm-hmm. the next thing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Harley Quinn. This show is definitely like one of the best DC things, uh, in like recent, <laughs> like recent years. Well, it's not afraid to like play with the lore and have fun of itself. Yeah, and just be aware of things, and it does it right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, I just—it always comes up like it always comes up like super like interesting, funny takes on like like just like weird characters or like side characters or like you know making like making you like Gordon like Gordon just like a, a crazed lunatic, like just a crazed alcoholic lunatic, or like yeah. making Batman like like psychotic and <laughs> Clayface like a struggling actor, like all, like, all, like Shark is, a, is an IT nerd, like all, just like all these all these like super fun like different takes on the characters. And uh, yeah, we're getting much, much more of it with season five and Kite Man, which I'm excited for. So both those are coming up soon on uh, on Max. And uh, that's it for news this week. So I jump into show and tell. And Chris, what have you been watching over the last week or so here? Uh, I finally caught up and saw the Teenage Mutant Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Okay. Yeah, I, I put that off for a while, but uh, finally saw it. I, I like it. It it does a good job of being self aware and 
reintroduction, like a reintroduction to the turtles and establishing like a new lore that where the comics are, or to some degree, like where the turtles aren't super secret at all. Yeah, and because that's like always the goal in the the series like halfway through some of their arcs they're always like okay we need to tell people like we don't want to live in the sewer anymore we want to do all these other things well they're, they're also like actual like teenagers in this movie like like their main goal is they want to go to high school <laughs> yes yeah that, that that was a little different i didn't mind it just because it's something different from the regular turtle things I've, i'm used to which is fine it's a nice it, iteration and i think there's like enough room to see a version where they pretty much get to uh, be integrated into society really early instead of later when they sort of have to when there's other mutants and other shit going on where the turtles are the least of the human world's problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I feel is that this this movie feels like it could have been two movies, right? I, the beginning yeah. part where Superfly feels awesome, but then it's like, oh wait, there's still more movie left. Now Superfly is like doing another thing, and there's like a kaiju battle. I was like, whoa, this is... in itself, it should have been mm-hmm. another thing. And then like the uh, like the, the Spider Man was it was it Spider was it Amazing Spider Man uh, or like what would when the crane thing where they like like it's like New York like makes the push all the cranes oh. and the shit like they totally ripped off that that scene yes. like that sequence of like New York New York protects its own man like that doesn't happen in New York no like it, I don't know why they always keep thinking that where it just New Boy, York it's like hey <laughs> yeah it's like hey they fight for New York <laughs> so I get it they wanted to, it's a kids movie end of the day so I get why they needed this grand gesture of everyone teaming up new yorkers mm-hmm. and all that i just thought it was hilarious because like i saw it coming where it just all it took was one guy just be like run into this and now all these new yorkers are just <laughs> honorary ninjas yep uh the, the other thing is um i did i don't know it's kind of weird that the the ninja lore part is puts a uh like a back burner to everything because you know uh, Splinter this time around isn't uh, like from a ninja school. He sort of is winging his parenthood. Um, <laughs> he has like no reason for the other part, and the the movie's really aware of that. Like it's where where even Splinter's sort of like, ah, let's just go home and like ignore what's going on. Like I don't mind the cynic Splinter. Yeah, it's very different. And- you have to get used to it. And they, they they learn all their karate from like instructional videos and martial arts movies. Yeah, whatever they're learning from is insanely good. Seriously, like whatever whatever Splinter learned, like like I mean, like that the, the ones the ones scene where he gets to go like full Jackie Chan, and I, oh, which I love. I love they actually made it like a Jackie Chan action sequence where he's like using props and like you know flipping around, like flipping off of like chairs and like you know. Going like, rolling across like you know desks and stuff like they made yeah, like actually like a Jackie Chan scene. You're right. It, that, I don't. I didn't mind that. Like instead of just putting generic Jackie Chan without a Jackie Chan fight. You know, I'm thinking uh, he was just going to be a simple voice, and then he might do a few moves. This they really leaned into, it. and I, I liked it. 
and just, and just like the animation style in general is just it's like so good like it's it's definitely like spider-verse inspired but it, it's definitely has its own like grungy like notebook like a kid kid doodling in a notebook style like yes yeah especially when they introduce all the villains where now you see their styles and their shapes and just sort of like the character designs that have i don't know misproportion on purpose and okay. I, I didn't mind it i like i'm not someone that every turtles iteration has to be a certain look and feel this was a nice mix up and i prefer if you know other forms show up so it's not just this is the only one for the next like five years uh and the only one I don't like so far was the other turtles thing that was like giant Ralph and it's like oh rise you know, of the TMT rise yeah I, I was I wasn't a fan of that but I haven't given that a shot I just feel like there are other better versions only because they got really far in the lore and they did like cool storylines that got dark like you know the Nickelodeon one the one where it's uh, the CGI Nickelodeon one yeah. You know what happens in that one? I I, I keep being, I wanted to go back and like watch it. Like, I I watched like most of the first season. And I kind of like dropped off for because there was too much stuff other stuff going on. But uh, I won't spoil it. But it gets dark. Like near the end, they're just like mm-hmm. screw it. Let's just throw everything that we wanted to do with the TNT lore. So that's something I'm like okay, I'm into that, but. I guess it's like a different turtle for a different generation for each group, so I I, I don't mind it, and it definitely made me want to go get that Pizza Hut pizza that like <laughs> I think teamed up with this promotion. Yeah, food. well, I think, there, I think there's like four. There's like four different ones. <laughs> there's four different pizzas. I think so. I think, I think also like Walmart has like frozen pizzas. They're like you know may, mayhem pizzas or something. I think I saw the frozen pizza one. I don't know if I want to get that one, but I'm a well, promotional I, food. I don't think Pizza Hut Pizza has like actually has like the tur- turtle pizzas anymore because that was just like a like you know a month or two for like when the movie was out. But <laughs> I see. Oh, on a side note, did you see that Good Burger Arby's meal? Yes. You don't live that far from an Arby's. I don't live that far from an Arby's. Maybe by next podcast, we'll have like an Arby's breakdown of like how we felt after the Good Burger too. Well, yeah, I mean Good Burger Two is next. Friday or next Wednesday, so maybe yeah, maybe maybe Wednesday go get a, a good burger meal and watch Good Burger. But yeah, also, when does Arby's make burgers? Like, they've, I, they've of had, all they've, places, they, they've had they've had that on and off for like a little bit. Like they've it's like the Wagyu beef burger. They brought like it's been like a limited time kind of like rib like rib thing where it's like oh we got our burgers back. It's gone. It's back. <laughs> really, Arby's makes that. Cheeseburger? I did not know that. Yeah, it's 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 been a kind of like a, on and off limited thing for like like a year, like a couple of years, I think. Okay. Well, uh, and then the other thing I've been watching, I saw The Killer on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Did you see that yet? I haven't seen it. I added my queue. I haven't seen it yet, though. Uh, if you read the comic. It sort of starts with an outline of the comic of what the killer, um, like, mentality is, because it's narrated through 
the killer's mind and his sort of detail of what his plans are. So it's it, it's written very like neurotically. Mm-hmm. However, how they they definitely like rearranged the plot. They made it flow a little too different from my taste, where it's a completely different story. I said it's the same idea, but it it flows differently than the um the comic because the comic takes its time it explores all these things but the movie kind of rushes through everything just so it seems like one crazy ass week for michael fassbender and oh yeah it's not bad like i feel like the the movie's gonna do well people are gonna appreciate the cinematography the michael fassbender ranting it's he this you do you remember when they were gonna do the x-men origins magneto movie Mm -hmm. this would have been it just watching Magneto just kill people and then sort of just do his hitmaning thing. And it's Michael Fassbender is great. He, he delivers a great performance and it's convincing because the idea is that anyone could be a killer. And then or like any, anyone could kill, but only a few people can like embrace it. To mm-hmm. some degree. It's like the message where humans can like, have the capability like if they need to or if like life throws you that direction the thing is it's how do you live with yourself and then having these rules so you don't go too crazy or you don't uh i guess like you have a plan so it's not like because it's like killers like it always comes back to you just because you just do this doesn't mean like it's done and he's aware of that that's why he's very prepared for the plan b scenario uh, and just, just the synopsis, like, it's about a killer with no name. He just referred to as the killer. Uh, half the time, if you see his name, it's all aliases based on fake things, like, based on TV shows. Uh, and after a job gone wrong, he's getting burnt, and he's trying to figure out how to survive while, um, kind of getting revenge, and then tying up loose ends, and... In the uh, the comic book version, it, it sort of like does the same thing, but it's just like over a longer period of time. This is just like one wacky ass week, so the pacing feels very frantic, which is fine for a David Fincher movie because the if you like if you enjoy things like Fight Club and just the cinematography of it and the tone, it has that attitude where he's you're definitely rebelling against society. And you're doing it in the one, like, thing he, you're good at. And the thing for him was, I, he was good at killing. You don't, they don't really go into it to explain him, because then it, it, it like, adds more to his origin, which in the comic they do straight up. Like, the first issue to, I think, third is a lot of, like, explaining why he's this way. And then the movie is just sort of like, okay, he's just generic killer. So it's a little interesting. It's different. So I um again enjoy a good action assassin flick. This is right up, right up there, but it's two and a half hours long, or two hours and something long. It's long, mm-hmm. but the scope is very uh, quick. And and yeah, I was, I was, uh, Netflix and like apparently like Apple TV Plus and the, like all the streamers like if they get like a big director like David Fincher, apparently there's like no oversight. They can just like. Go as long as you want. Check. Like, yeah. yeah. Mark Scorsese, like, you want to make a three and a half hour long movie? Go ahead. Like, 
Yeah, I, I, I feel that. Um, but the production value, you feel it. Mm-hmm. The uh, Trent Reznor soundtrack is awesome. It definitely invokes the, the like, suspense and the uneasiness, a lot of the music. And that's something I, before I even watched the movie, someone wrote online saying that this Trent Reznor is, like, a master at using industrial music to just make it feel fucking, like, I don't know, like, you're, you're panicked. And I didn't get it until I watched it, and I was like, whoa... I maybe because like I don't know nothing was going on in my neighborhood so I was perfectly able to hear everything and then you get that like okay the best way to describe it is do you remember Hans Zimmer's like eerie string effect he had in Dark Knight where it's Mm -hmm. like that escalation of tension and you just hear that one string just get louder Mm -hmm. imagine that like but different instruments and at different kind of wavelengths so instead of like a constant screech it just has these like I don't know panicky rhythms so mm-hmm. it's like trying to put you in the feeling of uh of the killer again uh not too many movies can do that too well uh i think uh one of the movies that i was like this could be better but they're doing it all the wrong ways was like assassin assassin's club the one with the henry golding one i talked about mm-hmm. a few months yep. ago that's a killer movie they explain everything real quick it's the same almost the same premise of killers doing killer things and trying to deal with being uh, an assassin. It's just that I don't talk about the music because it was unmemorable. And then the plot was like, just weirdly convoluted for something that it shouldn't be. And then this was not convoluted. It's very clear and simple and like, it's easy to just like empathize. Uh, And I, I don't know. It's one of those things where there'll definitely be a kind of like, hey, you shouldn't have liked the killer. Like, or you're not supposed to like, not, don't idolize the killer. It's like, yeah, just like, that's that's like a common thing about assassins. Like, you can't be like, that guy's a good guy. Like, you have to be like, oh, uh, it's unfortunate that it happened. Like, he's in this tough situation, but he's an anti-hero. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely in that category of anti-heroes that you should like, I don't know. Imitate. Don't emulate them. <laughs> Don't emulate. No, it's, half the shit he's doing is just like, uh, <laughs> I don't. The beginning's pretty awesome. Where he's like, "Yeah, I'm just an average guy." Like he even states in the beginning, "Like I'm no one special." I, I, but you know, I think it's supposed to be like contradicting because it's like no one on average has this preparedness for something that doesn't involve killing. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I, I think he's, like, even aware that, like, oh, like, I can make mistakes, like, I'm human. Like, he explains that to just nobody. It's just his way of thinking. And, I guess, the last note, I hope you like the Smiths, the um, <laughs> the band, because that sound, the soundtrack is basically, like, Trent Reznor and then the Smiths. Just get ready for Morrissey's, like, like haunting vocals and then just sort of, like, awkward cuts, because, like... Uh, Michael Fassbender is a huge fan of the Smiths in, in mm-hmm. this movie. But uh, yeah, I definitely go recommend it. Definitely just like throw it on. It's definitely a movie you can't just be on your phone and, and watch just because you're supposed to just experience the the like set of shots and the um, the there's a lot of action, but it's like paced out really well. So it doesn't feel like it's constant like a John Wick movie or anything like that. But yeah, that's it for me. Well, I think I think something you and I both saw, Chris, was the season finale of Loki. Oh yeah, 
Oh, okay, we'll get into that. Well, that, that, that yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, Three Musketeers as well. Yeah, so we both those. But yeah, Loki season two. Um, I think we both thought it was uh, pretty great. Yeah, just end it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like, there's talk about like, oh, is there gonna be a season three? Like, it does not need a season three. Like, just <laughs> we don't. Where would you even go? Like, you you would just like ruin everything you set up and like ended it on like. Like ends it ends up like a perfectly great note for like Loki and everybody. Like another season would just ruin all of that, probably. Yeah, they were trying to insert plot that doesn't need inserting, and then what you do is unravel how you can feel how Marvel was kind of pulling back on having Kang be more and more prevalent, and now if they introduce someone else, that's like a he who remains or something convoluted that is a big bad you can't do that on loki loki has a complete arc if he comes back it's more like a cameo or like another actor could play him but you don't need him to come down from where he is and then just sort of like solve crime like you know like what, what why would he do that mm-hmm. yeah because he's because he's like you know the god of time now or whatever 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 he is so the god of the multiverse i'm trying to understand the one thing which i I, it's like i'm not trying to look into much because you're a little crazy is that he's a variant that's been plucked out of that time then he got double plucked because then he got removed from normal timeline from that machine they made in the first part where he started glitching yeah then he decided he can control the glitch so he has to go forward, or no, he goes backwards in time to alter the future so that his what he can glitch forward to doesn't exist anymore. Is that it? Like he he managed to break the timeline that he was on, and then he because I, I mean the the one thing. I'm like, again, it's supposed to be, like, endless. He just sits outside of time. But Mm -hmm. before that, he could always kind of rewind and fast-forward to certain points, which, amazing. Like, the movie does a good job of explaining consequence and then the, like, the cause and consequence. I I, I love the bit of, like, um, yeah, like, because, like, the last episode especially is, like, very, like, Groundhog Day. Um, But I, I love the bit where, like, He's like, how long would it take to learn, uh, as like physics, like you, like as much physics as you know, to like you know, Kihikuan? He's like, I don't know, a thousand years, and then it's like a thousand years later. It's like, look, he just spends like a thousand years just like learning every all physics, all like like all also like technology, technological knowledge, and, and I just love when he like shows up again. He's just like, just like spouting like techno babble, and everyone's just like, oh yeah, that's right, he's right. <laughs> like, I don't know how he knows it, but he's right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just to kind of get the plot moving, I did appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, so he built that other one. He just showed up and built it, and was like, "All right, we have it already. We just throw it on and turn the switch." Mm-hmm. It, it was different. It was definitely um, like as a time fan, as a loop, as a logic and consequence guy. I thought it was great. The only thing is like. 
And again, this is where both me and you both agree, where if they go any further, it just undoes the whole, like, cause and consequence rule that they just established. And that's been firmly established. Uh, the only thing I could see if they ever have to redo something is he has to go back and then kill Sylvia then to make the other sense. Like, I, I don't know. There's, like, not too many options. You know, the only thing, the only thing like, if they want to actually, like, if they did want to continue this... Like, don't make it Loki anymore. Just do like, like, t- change the name of the show to like TVA or something, and just have like, yeah, and just follow everyone on TVA. Like, because I, I, I mean, I, would, I would definitely be up for like more like you know, Key Kwan and like all the other like everyone else, like Owen Wilson, if he like unretires, like if, like Mobius unretires and comes back or something. Or, well, he didn't. They didn't wipe his memory. He can. He can. Yeah, he can like wipe like, Yeah. Yeah, he can still come back and then get plucked out of the timeline again from his universe. I guess his branch. And then, yeah, and then Sylvie can, like, show up and help them, and Hunter B-15, like, that, that crew can, like, do something. Casey. So, yeah, I didn't mind that. I liked the tight-knit crew, but then at that point, it became two different shows. One was just Loki doing the time warping, and the other crew running the TVA, and I don't you're right. I think you could do a spinoff of a spinoff and just have the TVA take place in the future, maybe. Or whatever the time frame is in the current, like you don't need a TVA every constant season. Was every five months there's a or every seven months there's a new TVA season. I prefer if, like whatever phase we're in, we have a TVA update. Mm-hmm. So to sort of explain things and do multiverses of what's currently there. The worst thing I could see is if Marvel burns out on multiverse and variants, and then they just never revisit again for like or or like a super long ass time, and then like it, you just like forget that like there's a there's alternate branches from the holy timeline, whatever they call it, and then like all these things that they establish. Yeah, and then Loki sort of just holding these uh, branches, just sort of like all right, like. I, I sacrificed myself to hold these branches. Like, keep making branches, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I guess this, yeah, I guess new timelines just like build, they just like kind of build into like the tree that, like kind of like the Yisilgard like time tree that he built, like. Or 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 was like we're we're all the all all the timelines that we're, that we're gonna grow grew and then that's. He's, he's just like is holding them now is like in like the tree the time tree and there will yeah, be any I, more there will be any more new ones like all the ones that we're gonna like grow are, are grown now so we're we're in an mc universe that's pos- one of these branches and then that's it no more yeah multiverse. i mean yeah yeah the mc like the mcu proper is definitely one of the multiverse branches and then I, I guess the Sony Spider-Man universe is another branch because that's you know character, that we see branch. <laughs> yes, that that one needs to get blown up. Like, yeah, throw one of those time bombs that prunes a branch. <laughs> like, if we could, I would make a shirt that's just like the the terrible Sony movies and just have like just says like prune these branches or something. And then like yeah, and then like yeah, tell me why your Spider-Man universe is like is like exists and Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield is either like it's either it's his own universe or he's like will eventually be the Spider-Man of like the Sony Spider-Man universe or something. But they were still using subway tokens in uh, Andrew Garfield, uh, Gar- yeah, Garfield universe. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But it'd be fun if we just insert TVA agents in other Sony movies, so it's like, oh, it's game prone. <laughs> yeah, like, end of Venom 3, they just show up, just like, this this, this universe is over. Because, <laughs> uh, you know how when they did the Avengers Endgame where all the portals opening and they saw all the different multi, you know, fake multi-universe mm-hmm. things pop out? Like, yeah. Just... Mm-hmm. Same concept, just TVA agents blowing up all the other, you know, like, old Marvel stuff that they just abandoned. <laughs> like, there's, like, a, like a cliff like, Ben Affleck's Daredevil, and they just, like, blow it up. I mean, they could do that, or the dumb flash bubble, where they just, the worlds collide into each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows, but hope, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know... This was such a great ending for Loki as a character. Yeah, I mean, I I would say like maybe like maybe like a cameo at some point in the future. Does like they have to like go at like ask him something or they like they have to like go like at a time and like consult with him or something. But like, yeah, no, we definitely don't need to like we gotta, we gotta go get Loki back. We gotta get him back out of like like at the end of time. We need his help again. Like no, no, please God, no. We're getting the Revengers back. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Disney stuff, yeah, Chris, you you, you hinted at it. We, we also watched uh, the 1993 Three Musketeers movie for our latest commentary, which will be going up next week uh, for uh, you know Thanksgiving and uh, Black Friday, the holiday time. It, it, it celebrated its 30th anniversary this month. It came out on uh, November 12th, 1993. And uh, yeah, definitely definitely a fun a fun rewatch. I, it's been a while since I think either of us uh, had seen it. Oh yeah. So and so one thing jumped out to me like uh, a lot of stuff jumped out, jumped out to me, but like one of them was like this movie is like is like so episodic of just like it's it, it's it's like these very like self contained like tw- like twenty minute segments of just like D'Artagnan is captured by uh, Cardinal Richelieu now for and he's in prison for twenty minutes and now now he's like he has to deal with like Rebecca de Mornay, the Milady, and then. Now, but now they're now they're in a bar, <laughs> wenching, <laughs> like, and, and there's like there's like long stretches like where like the actual like three musketeers just like disappear, like like I, I forgot how I forgot how much of a Chris O'Donnell movie like this is like a Chris O'Donnell movie <laughs> featuring the musketeers. Yeah, I I definitely forgot that. I always thought there were more scenes together all hanging out, but it really is just. Chris O'Donnell, like stumbling upon every pivotal moment. Well, yeah, the, yeah, but the, the, the actual must like so like Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen, Oliver Platt, they like they definitely just like fade out. They like it's like hey, we're piecing out for like half an hour, twenty minutes, whatever. And we'll be back later. The and, I don't know if the book is like that too, where it just follows D'Artagnan for a while. I've I've never read the like original novel, uh, uh, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, but I ha- I have seen like every other I, I've seen like every major like Musketeers like adaptation, but I've never read the actual like original novel. But I feel like in, in, like definitely in, like other adaptations, like I feel like they're like together for like most of it, like they're like you know a, a quartet for uh, most of the most of the movie or most of the, the TV series. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the movie still kind of holds up. It, oh yeah, it's super it's super fun. fun. Like 
like tons of like great like fun like swashbuckling you know sword action like horse chases carriage chases um like absolute peak tim curry just like hamming it up and like devouring scenery with all, all his like delicious lines he's like delivering just like all for one and more for me then we mention it where you don't hire tim curry to be restrained you hire him to just be um as theatrical and as uh kind of like over the top as possible and it, it's great yeah well i think i think i think we were talking about too like this is this is like a it's like this is like a run of like uh going from like like he was like in like 1990 onward like it was like he was pennywise and then home alone 2 and then this and then like long john silver and muppet treasure island um and then Congo, throw Congo in there. Like, <laughs> I mean, this, yeah, this, this, this is like absolute peak Tim Curry. Like height of his height of his powers, Tim Curry. Oh yeah, and plus he is unbelievably horny in this movie. <laughs> well, the whole the whole movie is hor- like this is like one of the horniest Disney movies ever made. Like when we talk about like, but like yeah, like all like I think. Every every woman in the movie is just like pouring, like they like in like super super tight corsets, like just like pouring out of like their, their corsets. There's like Rebecca Mornay's cleavage is like the like most ridiculous cleavage in like a Disney movie ever made. <laughs> like she is first introduced with just her cleavage. It wasn't even and, like and there's and there's like she's like specifically like the shot, like the camera shot is like looking straight down into her cleavage. I was like, come on, Disney, just a little subtlety. Did you not learn anything from Dick Tracy? And then, like, get like Gabrielle Noir is like, you know, like taking a bath, and like, then like, just walks in, and she's like in a bathrobe, and like, he's just like so, being horny, and like. An- another side note, Zach, have you ever taken uh like a a bath that had that soapy water where it basically looks like milk? Was that some? I, I'm trying. There must have been some sort of like um I don't know like French, bath, yeah, like royal bath. royal yeah like skincare routine or something. I've yeah, I never understood that. Like even as a kid, it's like we either have like it's a little soapy but see through, or Mister Bubble spilled in your bathtub and it's just like a washer machine. And I never figured out how to do that. Like I don't know, elegant hot tub like <laughs> look. You know, it's just it's not a thing. I remember seeing that as a kid going like, what is she in, you know? And as an adult now, I'm like, oh, that water sits there for probably days because they didn't, like, throw out bath water yet. And we talked about it, like, that bathroom that's just, like, furnished with, like, (laughs) wool and, like, a bath pillow. We're just like, what is going on in this area? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It came out of that bathtub and sits on straight carpet. We're like, gross. Yeah. And the other, the other weird thing too is like um, I completely forgot. So like, so like, so like Julie Delpy is like Constance, who's like supposed to be like D'Artagnan's like love interest, and they have like like five Jeez. minutes of screen time together. <laughs> like like D'Artagnan kind of saves them in the beginning of the movie, or like tries to save them, and then like like they never talk to each other again until the end of the movie, and then it's like they like have a kiss at the end. And it's like oh, you, you like. It's like, like does Sarkani even really remember that she exists or like what her name is or anything? It's just like, oh hey, it's you. You're, yeah, you're, and yeah, you. Like we, we remember more of the bar wench where he learns to wench, and it's this like they had more chemistry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, and also like um, like very crazy like tonal shifts. 
where it's like it'll be like we were talking about yeah it's like it's like wacky like oh, we're gonna teach you how to pick up women in a bar we're singing we're singing songs and like cuts like Kiefer Sutherland just like drinking it like alone like it's like to like my my I killed I had to kill my wife like my wife left me like my wife betrayed me. So I was told she died, even though I wasn't yeah. there to look. Yeah. I mean, it made sense for his character, and it kind of explains and his it, whole like why he hates. He, he's the he's he's the brooding one. He's the brooding uh, musketeer. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is having way too much fun except him. Yeah. Which and that and that culminates in like a like a crazy like <laughs> super serious scene that like I think immediately cuts to like something like wacky afterwards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you you can check out all of that uh, next week when the commentary goes up. So head over, be sure you refresh the site, uh, check that out. I think that'll probably be up on Black Friday, uh, so you can after after your Thanksgiving festivities, you can watch Doom Tears with us. And then, uh, you know, other more Disney stuff. Uh, so I saw the Marvels this this week. Um, one of the few people that saw the Marvels. Um, was it a packed theater? It it, it was not, <laughs> but I also saw it on a Monday, which I, I usually go on on Mondays anyway. But like, okay. I, but I mean, I mean, I hope it does Fox, well. But you know, I think the the true the test is gonna be this weekend. If if it has like a massive drop off, like it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> Because I think it costs like two hundred fifty million dollars or something, like some like kind of like on par with like like Haunted Mansion or Indiana Jones and Dial Destiny style, like massive like bloated budget, and like forty like what was it forty seven million dollars something that's opening forty six million dollars this opening weekend, like the lowest opening ever for the MCU, and now it's up against like Hunger Games this weekend. So I don't know. Box office wise, uh, things don't look too good for the Marvels, but I will say it's not a total disaster. It definitely is a mess. Like, um, there's like some parts where it's just like, like I, I don't know what what happened. It's her like because there's I think there's like a bunch of reshoots and rewrites and if, if, if at one point it must have been longer and they cut they cut stuff and like they had like scenes just like explain what what was like happening or just have like flashbacks explain things. Um. But yeah, but but basically the the main the, the main premise is that there is a Cree, basically the, the basically the person who took over after Rodin got killed, uh, Dar Ben, who's played by uh, Zoe Ashton. Um, she is like the now she's the leader of the of the Cree, um, and but then like the Cree homeworld has been devastated by a civil war, so now she's like she is looking for um, the quantum like the the, the quantum bands, which one of them. Is the bangle that gives Kamala gave Kamala her powers in Miss Marvel, and then uh, Darben finds the other one, and then she's trying to open these like jump like the jump gates that like let you like jump between like like points of the universe, like the you know, it's how like the Guardians like teleport to the universe and everything. And then she's like open, she, so like Darben's like ripping open these like fr- like not sanctioned jump like jump gates to like rip natural resources from other planets. To like bring them and then like teleport them to the Hala, which is basically I I see other people have pointed this out, but it's basically it's basically like the plot of Spaceballs. What? 
we're, we're like, we're like, you know, President Scrooge is like, we're, we need to, we need to steal their air from like to, to like because we wait, ran wait, out of air. On... Is that legit? What happens? They're stealing like planetary resources. That is that is literally the plot. Is like Darbred is like ripping. She's opening like these like teleportation gates, and she's like stealing like air and water and like other resources from other planets and to like and teleport into Hala because Hala needs them to like restore itself. So she's like, I'm, 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 I'm stealing the atmosphere from this planet and then teleporting it to like <laughs> Hala so that Hala can have an atmosphere again because the atmosphere is like destroyed. And, uh, and then because because of like, um, like she so she opens these like jump points and then you know crazy coincidences happen and then um, so like so, so like Carol Danvers, Monica Rambeau. Kamala Khan, they all get like their powers entangled with each other because of like, because Darben has like a quanta band and Kamala has a quanta band, and all their powers are, like kind of like get entangled together because they all kind of like touch a jump point at the same time. Or, like, it, like it's, it's kind of like it's, a, it's like big cosmic coincidence. They all kind of like get like mixed together, and so whenever they use their powers, they like like trade places, like where they're standing or like. So yeah, so like like if if like so say like. You know, Monica and Carol use their powers at the same time. They'll, they'll switch places, it, it, any anywhere in the universe too. It's like if like if like Carol's on like like the other planet and then like, like Kamala uses her powers, they'll like switch places. And like like so Kamala ends up like, like some like alien planet and like Carol ends up in Earth. Whoa. Which the, which that was that was like spoiler like spoilers for like Miss Marvel. That was like the cliffhanger of Miss Marvel was like like Kamala and Carol switch places and uh, Carol was like in like like uh, Kamala's bedroom being like. Wait, what? <laughs> what the hell? Um, so they, so they're they're all for, they're kind of forced to team up to uh, figure out what's going on with their powers, and also like stop Darben, and then also like Samuel Jackson's there on the Saber space station, which they, I, I feel like I feel like like Nick Fury is like the, like what like this like the biggest example like what the like why this movie is like kind of a mess because. I mean, I, I guess, like, supposedly or allegedly, this is supposed to take place like after Secret Invasion, but like Samuel Jackson in this movie is like a t- like a totally different character than we saw in Secret Invasion. Like, unless unless something like like drastically changed for him and he just like his outlook on life changed drastically, like, like and he got like you know like some sort of like self care routine or something. But like, because like in Secret Invasion, he was like you know this like broken. Oh, I'm like I'm old. I'm too old. Like I, I, I have t- too many failures. Like I, like I failed everyone. I failed. I failed my my squirrel allies. Like this is like this is like my last mission or whatever. Like he was like super defeated, super like depressed, like super like dour. And then in the Marvels, he's like like super like quippy and vivacious and like like lively and just like it's it's just like if you saw Secret Invasion, like it, like and you watch and then you watch this, it's just like this is to- this is not the same Nick Fury at all. Like, I don't know what happened between that and this, but, like, this is, like, not at all, like, just not leading to that at all. It kind of, I cannot... Does he also look younger? I, that's, I, yeah, like, he, he feels younger, he feels like, 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 yeah, like, nothing, nothing in Secret Invasion happened, like, he's just like, he's just like, hey, I'm on a space station, it's awesome! Like, what's up, Captain Marvel? Like, if it, it kind of feels like they got like like someone told the writers and like the creative team of the Marvels like oh yeah this is what's gonna happen in Secret Invasion and they they were like working off that and then they changed it and they never they didn't tell the Marvels team that they were changing it 
and then so they're like working out this like weird like more like upbeat version of secret invasion and then they like they made it then the actual like secret invasion team made it like like it turned into like a super dour like serious like espionage thriller or whatever but then they're working out this like oh it's a it's like a super fun like nick fury's like making quips and joking and stuff and it's like everything's fine like and also there's like there's also like scroll stuff in here that like does not like match up or line up to anything that's in secret invasion there's like no mention of anything that happened in secret invasion it kind of it kind of feels like also like, like there was like a Captain Marvel sequel that happened, but we but that we never saw. Like because like a lot of like the like emotional kind of like backstory and like the dramatic back, like plot backstory uh-huh. like happened happens off screen or happened before this movie started or like happens in the flashbacks. Because like apparently like after like the first Captain Marvel, like Carol was like flying around doing a bunch of stuff and all that stuff that we like we never saw kind of is like the main driving force behind like all this everything that's happening in this movie and then we only see it like these like really like super like brief flashbacks or like like carol like has like a monologue like well this is this is what i was doing after like the first movie and then that's why that's why the career mad at me or whatever but it just, it just feels like there was like a whole just like either like there was like way more stuff in this movie that got cut out or it, it's just like oh yeah they're like we had an idea for like a Captain Marvel two that was just like just just the Captain Marvel movie, not any, not any like other characters. It was like a solo Captain, Mar- Captain Marvel movie, and then we just kind of like rejiggered that into this. Because <laughs> because yeah, it's it's there's like there's, yeah, it's flashbacks and just like people characters talking about things that happened, <laughs> but we 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 haven't seen any of that <laughs> previously in anything. But it's also it's weird too because like all of them is Marvel stuff is like perfectly aligned with the Miss Marvel like Miss Marvel is like perfectly like flows right into this perfectly like it's like picks up right where that left off all the characters will feel exactly the same as that in, the, in that show like it's, it's just like such a weird like some of it is like per, like totally in line with like what happened previously and like some all other stuff is just like I don't I don't know where this is coming from or why why, why this is happening or how it's like how it's like like lines up with the previous MCU stuff. So this movie just feels like they duct tape together. Because wasn't this supposed to be a TV show, and then they just said, "Screw it, let's do a movie." I don't think it was supposed to be a TV show, but I, mean, I think it was definitely. I think it was definitely longer because they like they made a big deal of like, oh, we, it's like it's like the short like we definitely like cut it down and like edit it, and there was like there's a whole bunch of re- there's like four weeks of reshoots. So I, th- I think what happened. I think what happened is they cut a bunch of stuff out, and they had to like reshoot things to like kind of like explain the stuff they cut out. Uh, or like, like do they do the the cop out where it's just a voiceover? Well, it's it's just like it's a lot of, a lot of character like there's a lot of scenes. There's these, like these like kind of quick flashbacks, which, which, flashbacks which must have been like longer sequences pre- before. But now they're just like a like a quick flashback scene, or Carol or someone else will just like like kind of like just like a monologue about like so yeah so that I, I was doing this and I did this and I did this and and here we are <laughs> like. So it's it, it's most like it's most like dialogue, kind of like explaining like what happened, like the, like she'll, like a character is like explaining to the, the other characters like what it, what happened or why why this, why something's happening or what things are. So, yeah. So plot plot wise, it's kind of a mess. Um, it feels it definitely feels like rushed or like there's like definitely like chunks missing here, like or like and definitely like not a lot of co- like coherent talking between different Marvel units <laughs> but i mean the like action wise is pretty fun like like the like the like gimmick of like them switching is like really done super well and like it's like super fun for the action sequence where it's just constantly cutting back and forth between like uh 
like someone will be punching someone, and then like, like then like all of a sudden like someone else will like teleport in, like like have to like respond to like what happened, or like someone's fighting two like some bad guys, and like then all of a sudden like another person like fighting the bad guys, or like there's like wait who I'm fighting these guys now, or like what where 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 am I? So it's like and then they kind of try to like control it later on, and there's like the, like a fun montage of them trying to like figure out how to like control it. So the action and like that 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 like that switching stuff is fun, and then. The main trio is also like they have like a, a really fun rapport and like back and forth and like funny funny like back and forth, and um, especially if you're a fan of like Amon Valani from Miss Marvel, like she's just like has that same kind of like super excited energy and like charm and like funniness, like and it's even more so because like now she's like working like she's like works side by side with her, her hero Captain Marvel, so she's just like super like super fangirling out and just being like, I'm I'm working with Captain Marvel, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I heard she was definitely the breakout star. When yeah. you see this, you see it more for her than everyone else. That that was that was definitely what I was most excited for, just to like see like the continuation of like Miss Marvel because because Miss Marvel ended on that cliffhanger and then was going to lead right into this. And there's also there's also a really fun setup of like, um, like future stuff like like there's like a, a scene right before the end credits, which I won't, I won't spoil it, but like it's just, it's kind of a setup for like, what, what she might be doing in the future. And it's a, it's like a really funny like it's probably like, like the best joke of the whole movie. <laughs> and also, I don't, I don't have you heard about the like the mid credit scene, Chris? Have not. Is it like monumentally spoilish? It's um I don't know what it's what it means or like uh it, I mean it's pretty it's pretty big it's, like just as for like fan servicey but like I don't know what it means for like <laughs> the MCU um so I won't spoil it but yeah definitely uh, definitely uh possibly interesting like earth shattering <laughs> things for the MCU or it could just be like a one off like like fan service like hey here's this all right <laughs> and then we we'll never reference it again. So I want we'll to wait and see about that, but and there and there is only a, there is only a mid credits, there's no after credits. So you don't have to stay for the whole credits. You can like leave after the mid credits. <laughs> but I would say I don't think it's worth like I mean, I I mean I guess if you want to like go check it out in theaters, it's, I mean, it's not like you know it's not it's 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 mostly it's it's more fun than bad. Like it's it's like mostly fun, messy, but it's definitely messy. Um. But I think you'd also like you could wait till Disney Plus and check it out too. Like I don't think I don't know if you know if you need to like rush out to the theaters to see it. Um, but, but definitely when it's Disney Plus, I would say definitely worth checking out. It's if you want just want like kind of a fun, <laughs> light, <laughs> MCU movie with with, with some problems. <laughs> like so far, all, most of these Marvel movies have like issues, and they're yeah. forgivable would... if you don't if you don't pay attention. But um, you know, if you kind of treat movies like movies it, it becomes very noticeable and it, it i would i would say it's definitely better than like some of a lot of the recent stuff like i would say it's definitely better than like you know secret invasion and like i think i think i i think i liked it more than like thor love and thunder and i think i liked it more than i guess maybe on slightly more than like quantum mania like definitely definitely not as, not as good as like loki um or like, and then some of the like, or, or definitely not as good as Guardians Volume Three. But as far as, as far as like recent, like within like the last year or two of Marvel, I would say one of the one of the better MCU entries. And then uh, the last thing is I watched uh, the 2004 movie Mindhunters. <laughs> Remember that one, Chris? Uh, the one with Christian Slater that's in it for yes. maybe 
10 minutes. Where, where, he, where he gets uh, executive decisions? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I watched this because um, I, listened, I listened to a podcast called um, No Such no Thing as a Bad Movie, which has, uh, if you're a regular media fan, um, Colin from Canada is like one of the co-hosts on it. And they talk, it's, it's, it's very, it's kind of like how does it get made esque. They talk about like bad movies and they kind of go through the whole plot and like explain them. So, my, my Hunters was like, was like their most receptive they were doing. So, I was like, oh yeah, My Hunters. I, f- I remember that movie. Or, like, I, I, I've, I've always kind of like wanted to, I was like morbidly curious to watch it because I've, it's always kind of like popped up in like streaming services or it's kind of like in, it's kinda like around, but You've I've never, never seen, seen it. it. No. So, yeah. So, finally watched it. Um, it is. It's it is fun trash like it is not good at all but it's it's like a lot of like ridiculous goofy fun stuff in it like crazy kills and um yeah like the whole uh, Christian Slater like like they're like they're like they're like positioning him to be like the main star and he gets like killed twenty minutes in by like liquid nitrogen and like his legs go first <laughs> which it, it feels like he could have like maybe moved out of the way like like it, it it takes it takes like a while for like it seems like it take a little bit for like your legs to freeze completely but he's just like he's just like standing there taking like this liquid nitrogen spring on his leg just like don't come any closer <laughs> and, like, and he falls like bricks apart yeah he basically gets demolition man at the end yeah and um and that's like, like like Val Kilmer's there. It's like they're like they're like uh they're they're like teacher or professor or whatever. Because because it's they're all, all this it's this team of like uh mind hunters or like like criminal profilers and they're like they're like on their last kind of like their last big training mission before they like become like actual like FBI agent profilers. And then Val Kilmer has this whole like apparently he does does this like all the time. Like he just like has this island that he like sends people to. They, they he like rents or like borrows from like the navy. And then, like, sets up, like, these, like, elaborate, like, crazy, like, kill crime scenes and, like, has them try to solve who, like, the serial killer is. But except this time, there's this actual killer, actually a killer is killing all of them one by one. Now they're the one who's hunted. Yeah, they're being mind hunted. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, and then they, they, like, realize, like, Oh, the killer is using our weaknesses against us. Or like, our, like he's mind hunting us. Like he knows our weaknesses, our talents. And then it's, but it's, it's like, it's like sort of related to like what they're like, because it's like one guy is like apparently like loves coffee, and then they all get drugged. Like they get drugged with their coffee, and then like when they wake up, like that guy's head got cut off, <laughs> like cut off, and then his blood drained out. Now, what or did that like, do? Like every, I get it. Like. They're FBI agents, but that killer really had it out for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, spoilers like like Johnny Lee Miller is the killer, <laughs> doing a and he's he, he, like doing a horrible Texas accent, like like one of one of the worst accents you've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> Which I mean, obviously, you know, Johnny Lee Miller very uh, very British, uh, uh, and but then yeah, trying to do like a like a Texas drawl that does not work at all. Uh-huh. And he never, and and then his his like reasoning for like being the being a killer is like so vague. It, it's just he tries to explain it at the end. It's just like such a vague like I I killed my parents and I liked it so much. I I I, I wanted to like chase that high, so I joined the FBI to like catch worthy prey. Like you like I wanted to, like the mind hunters. Like, the, like how did he not like how did he pass the psychic vow? Wouldn't they just be like yeah? FBI mm-hmm. just be like no yeah. And then I guess I guess the reasoning is like he drugged everyone 
but then he didn't drug himself, and then he had like five or six hours to, like rig up all these like saw style traps or like like rig up all these like remotes and detonators and uh <laughs> yeah like traps and like lace cigarettes with acid and <laughs> do all this other stuff and then like and then like put put these like uh clues on everyone's jackets to like and then try to like throw everyone off like putting blood under like um like Catherine Morris from Cold Case, like she's like the main character, like putting like blood from like Christmas later under her nails, so like, everyone thinks it's her. Yeah, I remember she, her. She she was like I I think after this she did Cold Case or is it before yeah, Cold Case? I think it was before. And then it's just sort of like um I I don't know if they were like trying to make her like and she she was like in like Minority Report, but then yeah then she got kind of was like Cold Case and that was it for like. Like Cold Case was like I think it was like the year actually because they filmed this in two thousand two but it didn't come out till like, two thousand five so by the time this came out she was she, but she she was already in Cold Case for like two years or something so by that time she's like she's like yeah I'm I'm Cold Case now like <laughs> I don't do movies anymore but she hasn't been in a few things ever since then All right she I can't I don't know why she's in yeah uh. Wh- Rever- Reverie, what's that? Whatever sh- that show is, she was like a series regular for ten episodes. <laughs> She's, she was in Bone Tomahawk and the, and the Dirt, like that, like uh, Molly Crew movie. Kinda. No, yeah, but yeah, definitely, definitely Cold Case is what like whatever knows her from now. From, from now. <laughs> not not minors. Minors were not like the they didn't, like thruster and like superstardom. And then. I think I think I think the one thing like like I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised like like LL Cool J's like lines and like his stuff hasn't become like a meme or like a kind of a cult like favorite thing because like he like his lines are so fucking ridiculous. I don't <laughs> and just, understand and just, like, and just his whole character. He, yeah, he, he like up until a certain point, it's like oh he's just like the lone wolf, the like trying to be the tough guy. Then yeah, and it just like he snaps. Well, they're, they're trying. They're, they're like he's the red herring. They're trying to make him because like he's the outsider. So like, oh, this this new guy that infiltrated our group is like, and people are dying, and like there's this new weird like this guy who's like joined us for like the last minute is like here. So it's, it's obviously he's the one like he's, he might be the killer. He's he's probably the killer. And then he's and then they they prove that he's not, but then he still snaps anyway and just like, well, I, if I'm not killer, like you guys are the killer. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill everybody. Like. <laughs> But like, but like he's got like he's got lines where he's like, uh, "Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, who's the next motherfucker to go?" <laughs> or like, like when they kill when they kill Johnny Lee Miller at the end, it's just like, "Well, I guess we find out his weakness, bullets." I forgot that's a line. That's an actual line in the movie. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. I'm also I'm also shocked like how, like how this game has not done this movie yet. Like this, this, this seems like this... Other, it's it's the thing is it's not like the worst movie. It's oh no, it's like, it... well, it's it, it's it's super entertaining, but it's but it's it's it's, it's so clearly like trash and bad. But like it's like fun bad, where it's just, like you're like the kills are are ridiculous and fun, and then like all the actors are like and are just like chewing scenery and like 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 there's like constant Mexican standoffs and like <laughs> so it, it it's it, it's like a super easy watch. It's like super entertaining. But it, but it's not good. <laughs> like, I, I kind of remember the trailers had the like new metal soundtrack. It, it the, the actual movie doesn't have new metal. It has like kind of like um 
matrixy kind of like electronics music but like it, it if they had new metal it would be like it'd like it would take it to another level if they had like some sort of like uh <laughs> I don't know, like a saliva song or like a state song or something like it definitely need, it definitely need like a like a new metal like uh montage song or something Cause it was, cause it was definitely that. It was definitely in that era of like, yeah. Every every movie is, is like a new metal soundtrack. And it, it also, I, I I think they shot. I think they shot is like right around the same time. Like it was in production like around the same time as like Saw One. And it definitely, it definitely kind of feels like um, it's some, like some sort of like alternate universe. Like this is like like Saw failed and this like succeeded or something. Because they're very similar as far as like, oh, this like killer with like elaborate traps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say I would say definitely uh, if you have if you've never seen My Hunters, you want to see like a, like a fun bad <laughs> like action thriller. Uh, definitely check it out. And uh, that's going to do it for this week, so we can wrap things up. Definitely head over to the site. we got all of our usual news, reviews, features. i got a review of the Marvels. If you want to read the review of the Marvels, uh, you can check that out there. we got all the trailers we talked about this week, this week uh, up on the sites. And uh, okay, mention, next week, uh, you can come back and check out our Th- Three Musketeers commentary. That'll be up uh, probably Friday next week. And you can check out previous commentaries as well and, on, and the previous episodes of the podcast up there. Head over, so check over Head over to everything I check out all this stuff out. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I'm Zach, and we will see you next time. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.